us. Start strong. I'm gonna We're just. Nothing. I'm just gonna say stuff. We are gonna start strong. And if so I'm on the strong. wrong track, you just pull me back. Here we go. Welcome to episode four of the Enjoying God podcast, a conversation where we wrestle with the ups and downs of living for Jesus. That's because we've lost sight of how beautiful it is. Like we just, we really just think it's this ancient text that guides our morality and occasionally reminds us of the gospel. The Bible is far better. It's not just one of many options. It is the way God speaks to us today. He helped me and I saw Leviticus in a new light and in the end fell in love with Jesus and have a deep love of Jesus because of the book of the video. Well, welcome back to the Enjoying God podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here with Nick and James. We're pastors at Church by the Bridge in St. Augustine's. And we are in the post-lunch lull right now, aren't we? Mm. Just come back from burgers. My burger is just rolling around in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> So no, I don't know what you mean, but you know, thanks for sharing that. It's like the tide, just you know, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> That's a gross image. Oh dear, we might edit that out. Yeah. So we need some, we need some fire in our belly. Yeah. And what better thing to fire us up than talking about the Word of God? We've been thinking in the last few last few episodes about uh, enjoying God, enjoying a relationship with Him, uh, enjoying the way in which God has wired us. And today we're talking about the Bible, Nick. Do you want to just put a fire in our belly for us? Fire us up. Why should we care about today's topic, enjoying God through the scriptures? I think that the Christians have been talking about the Bible, telling you to read your Bible for a long, long time. If you've been a Christian for more than a minute, you know that the Bible is an important part of the Christian world because it tells us what God means for us, right? But that's because we've lost sight of how beautiful it is. Like we just, we really just think it's this ancient text that guides our morality and occasionally reminds us of the gospel. Um, and so we just kind of keep it in this place on the side. I'm sick of hearing about Christians who aren't enjoying God, but who don't actually make any effort to read the word because they think it's too normal or basic or I don't know. Mm. The word is God speaking to you. Like I, you've heard it before, but it's, it's the infinite God who created all things, who spoke creation into existence, is directly, specifically communicating to you. Mm. Oh, look, I'm all on board with that. Amen to everything. But you need, to, there, you need to acknowledge the oddities, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. in the sense that, so I used to be an English teacher and I would teach kids about all sorts of books. and But really... As an English teacher, getting kids to read, you'd read it once. If they're in the HSC, you get them to read it a couple of times. But you'd never read a book more than once in normal life, really. Yes. Like you just read it once. Oh, I got the you know the story, and you put it down. You might share it with some friends. But the Bible is sort of spe- supposed to read it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're reading, think, oh, he rose from the dead. I didn't see that coming. Like <laughs> you, once you've heard it once, you know the story. So there's a bit of an Odyssey. But I think that's what you're doing. You're putting your finger on the reason why we've let the Bible grow cold in our hearts. Mm. But that's because we can't look at the Bible like an English text. Mm. We can't. We can't. Christians, we, we believe in a living word. We believe in a spirit that dwells within us, that takes hold of 
Those words that you've read once, twice, 10, 20 times before and breathes new life into your faith through it. And, and who, who speaks specifically into your context every time you open it. You read Psalm 16 in the morning and you're just sitting there taking your clothes out to go hang them out on the clothesline. <laughs> and God has just spoken a word that's just rolling around in your head and you're being transformed because you've, you've been directed to the glory of the King who made all things. You know what I mean? Like, there's an opportunity here that we aren't tapping into because, rightly so, you said, I think we just kind of treat it like the dusty old book of the past that, you know, we talk about in history lessons. Mm. I think another reason why we find it hard, I mean, some people say, like, I'm not a book person, so mm. I'm not learning the Bible. To be honest, so even if you are a book person, it's still hard to read the Bible because you read every other book but the Bible. And uh, you read Christian books, they don't actually read the Bible. So, you know, for some people, reading the Bible is is a challenge with literacy and all that kind of stuff. But I think partly also it's hard when you read the Bible and you treat it kind of like the way some people treat gym equipment. You know, have you seen those <laughs> videos where people are trying to... Um, oh, gym fails. Gym fails where yep. they're trying to pull on something and it's just like, oh, you're oh, doing that doing bad. Doing yeah. Doing the wrong way. It just <laughs> looks really man. bad. Sometimes yeah. people do that with the Bible. They just open up, pluck out a verse and be like, oh, is this what it's saying? Like, well, no, no, you're using it the wrong way. Like you're taking it out of context mm. and those kind of things. So you're never going to enjoy it uh, because you're not using the Bible the way it was supposed to be used. Yeah, it's you like know? trying you're, a seesaw for the first time and sitting in the middle by yourself and being like, oh, this thing doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, you're going against the grain there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. um, So there's sort of reasons why people... Are, but I think at the end of the day... Well, and just add some more reasons why it gets really difficult. And this is, you know, I'm just preaching to the choir here, um, that you open the Bible to read it and you just kind of read it and just go on with your day. You know what I mean? Like it's just a box to be ticked that morning, you know, by Bible reading plan. I've, you know, I've got to do it, so I do it. And, and then you kind of move along and it's not... It's not the living word of God because you just kind of cruised through it while you ate your breakfast and moved on to the next day. It actually requires a sustained effort, you know, time to really just soak in it and meditate upon it. That's what Psalm 1 says, um, blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. Mm. Um, there's, there's kind of a, a picture of really chewing on it. Mm. See, it's, like the, it's like food for our soul and we've mm. got to really just digest it. It's like that, uh, almost like a, you know, those um, gobstoppers. You can't see this uh, right now, but James is using his fingers to show you what a gobstopper looks like. You know those like. gobs? I was trying to... I used my hands before I speak. <laughs> uh, so that was, it was just my brain catching up with my fingers. So, But you know that gobstopper? So you put it in your mouth and you slowly suck on it. I mean, you did this more with a child. You don't have time to do this. No. But you sort of slowly, slowly, and each layer comes off, you get something more out of it. In some ways, that's what it's like when we're in the Bible. Yes. There's more in there. Yes. Uh, so what do you say to the person who says, ah, you know, I much prefer connecting with God when I go for a bush walk or um, just sitting in quiet rather than the whole Bible thing? What do you say to someone who says that? I'd say, I love that you love that. That's amazing. And I am the same. Like I recently moved closer to the water and that's changed the game for me, man. I go and sit by the water and just... I just enjoy God by just being present in creation. I'm, I'm all about a good sunset. I love a good bushwalk too. Um, but that doesn't neglect, that doesn't change the fact that the word is so valuable. Um, and just because it's difficult doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile. And in fact, if you find it easy to enjoy God through creation, um, well, that's wonderful because now you've got two things because you can come to the word and still have creation. No one's telling you to stop going on bushwalks. Um, yeah, the, the word is really unique 
in what God has given us to enjoy him because in it, we get the content of our faith. We get reminded of the promises of the gospel. We get to actually meet God himself in a really unique way. Because mm. I think if you sort of like put the Bible to the side and say, oh, I'm just going to enjoy God when I go for a bushwalk, that has a use-by date, I think, because it's kind of like me in, in, you know, enjoying friendship with you, Andrew, mm. but saying, look, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, listen to you, Andrew. I'm just going to hold on to a picture of you and <laughs> just enjoy looking at that picture. You know, That's a great illustration. I, I just think... You know, yes, you can enjoy it for a moment, but you need God's word uh, to speak to you so that you can enjoy, well, in, my, in the illustration of the picture, but also more so enjoy creation. You know what I mean? So, like, all right, God has made this world. And so, when you see that beautiful sunset and then comes full circle and saying, I'm not just enjoying it like a secular person. Oh, you know, look at the, the way in which the colors, I'm enjoying it as a child of God. Ah, oh, look at this beautiful picture you've painted, God. Thank you. Mm. And there's that relational aspect. But don't we need to go stronger? Um, you know, it, it, the Bible isn't just, you know, you've got, you got to engage with God with the sunset and you can also engage with him in the Bible. The, the Bible is the authoritative way God speaks to us today, right? Like, Amen. it's a different category. Like, s- the sunset's great, so, you, you know, go for that. But the Bible is far better. It's not just one of many options. It is the way God speaks to us today and the way we know him through his son. Totally, totally. And I would say your enjoyment of that sunset will grow exponentially as you devour more of the word because you come to understand the character of the God that you're enjoying in that Mm, sunset. mm. You're right. The the word is really unique. It's this this specific, beautiful way where where God's sheep hear the voice of their shepherd. Mm. Um, And all other ways. So God primarily normally speaks to us through his word. Outside of the word, God still speaks to us, but sure. you're guessing. You're guessing and you're never sure, is that from God? Is that from Satan? Is that from my own sinful... You know what I mean? Like, you're always guessing, but when you have the Word of God, you know God is speaking to you. It's like, I mean, look, when you and Nick and, and Andrew, before you came on team, look, I did what most people do. I Facebook stalked you. And oh, I you? was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I... Made connections and said like, oh, have you heard about this Nick guy? And you got, you know, talk to your friends and those kind of things, people who knew you. So I did a bit of research to find out what you're like, but mm. it was only until I met you and talked to you, like, ah, oh, this is what you are like. You know, Absolutely. this is, I, I knew, you know, the oddities and the uh, quirks that you have, which I could never have found out on social media yeah, or through other people's totally. eyes. So there's a sense of hearing straight from the horse's mouth yep. that I know I'm actually know what Nick is that like. Horse I actually know what Andrew Huh? Mm. And that horse is gone. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you open the Bible, I'm like, I actually know God is speaking to me and I can trust it. Absolutely. Whereas any, everything else, there's a suspiciousness that you yeah, have. Yeah, and to put all of my cards on the table, um, I really do believe deeply that, that God has given us his spirit and he interacts with mm. us in a unique way to guide us and lead us in our specific sense. I think he speaks to us subjectively by his spirit. But if we didn't have the word to compare those moments where God leads us Specifically, we would just be floundering around wondering what, what is it that this spirit is leading me to do? Um, mm. Is this actually from God? So you're right. Like we actually need to have that concrete, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Concrete measuring to go against. Mm. We, we need to come back to that thing that sets the tone for us. Yeah, this is like test the spirits. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's come back after this short break and let's start to think more practically about how we can enjoy God through His Word. The Word of God is alive, active, and powerful. Imagine how life-changing it could be 
reading God's Word with a friend. For more information on how to get a start and what this could look like, head to readwithme.com.au and get ready for God to do amazing things when you read His Word with your friends. Okay, so we've talked about how important the Bible is for enjoying God. Some people don't find it easy, some people find it hard. What about you guys? Are you guys people that find it easy, reading the Bible, or hard? I think a bit of both, and depending on what day it is. I think there's moments where I read about it and I think, okay, full stop, done. You know, and, and nothing jumped out, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's okay. Uh, and then there's other moments where like, oh, and then something will click. Either in the mind, like, oh, I didn't realize that. Or in my soul, it says, oh, okay, I needed to hear that. Mm. And it was God telling me that. Yeah. That was that right word at the right time. And it, and it gets me in terms of conviction or whatever it is. And just to pick up the first thing you said, sometimes you read it and it just feels pretty ordinary. I think that's where the facts and feelings thing is really important that we talked about in previous episodes. You, you might have read that passage of scripture. Maybe there was no light bulb moment or you didn't feel moved in any particular way, but God still spoke. Mm. And it was still good for you, even though it wasn't particularly a standout experience. God was still working by his spirit through his word. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things I've realized of late is we read the Bible... We need to read it because we're prone to forgetfulness mm. and we're prone to yeah, wonder. Wow. Mm. And so, uh, and it's amazing. Like even, this is just a slightly different uh, tangent, but you talk to someone who used to be a Christian, used to be on fire with Jesus, and a year later, they'll say things like, oh yeah, but Christians, they just want to do good things to get to heaven. I'm like, hang on, a year ago, you're talking about grace and how amazing that is. And yet you've completely forgotten mm. that. And so you see that. I've seen that times and times again of like out of the mouths of people who used to be on fire for Jesus, know the gospel, are saying things that, what have you forgotten? But I mm. see that in myself. Like I'll forget, you know, who I am in Christ Jesus, that I am redeemed, that I am chosen, and I'll look at other things. Or, totally. So you see that in Exodus, you know, God, yep. remember. And all throughout the Old Testament, remember, you know, Israel, when you went through the... Uh, Red Sea and, and God save you is that sense of remember, remember. And so partly yeah. reading the Bible is to remember. And so yeah. there's days when I just need to hear that again and again, hmm. but it doesn't sink in. Yeah, our goal isn't to consciously. get new information yeah. necessarily. Our goal is to awaken our hearts to the beauty of the gospel. Mm. Um, you might think that sometimes with preaching, like, oh man, I've heard this before. Well, the goal of preaching and the goal of reading the Bible isn't to you know build out your theological framework better. No, it's to enjoy the person of God. Mm. And so I think that's actually really important. I picked up an old journal um, a couple of months ago and looked at some old entries and it was from a couple of years back. And I had this one journal article that I wrote, journal article that makes it sound very official, little journal passage thing, um, where I was just reflecting on a passage of scripture and it was fiery. It was passionate. It was like a wholehearted surrender moment where this truth came to life for me. And I just thought, wow, I have lost a bit of that. And it was a bit of a rebuke. So do you find Bible reading hard, Nick? What's it like for you? Yeah, well, I think I do find it hard. I really love it. And it's been a really important part of my journey. But I find it really difficult, one, on the discipline side of things, where I just, you know, get to the end of the day and go, forgot to read my Bible today. Meant to, but didn't. Um, But on the other side, just the, I think the distraction factor for me, I just sit there, I open up the book. If it's something I've read before or familiar with, 
I'm just so tempted to just gloss over it and think about the day ahead, um, think about something important that happened that day already. And so I, I find that the, the hardest part is reading the Bible meaningfully, I think. Mm. It happens, but sometimes it doesn't happen mm. in a way that really speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it, we, we put a pressure on ourselves. You know, we'll use the phrase, which is not in the Bible, but the phrase, a quiet time, yeah. where... It's a movie, like, right? Huh? Oh, no, that's a quiet a place. Quiet, sorry. A quiet, quiet place. place. Where you have to be silent and everything around has to be silent, has this moment of just... Well, you know, I mean, that's not in the Bible. No. You know, it's probably thinking from more the Victorian era, really. But the sense of... Like, when I read the Bible, often uh, I'll be at the same place... Uh, same time of day, but the kids will be around, and it's anything but. I can imagine. But quiet, and they're just coming at me with all sorts of things. But at the very least, I'm sort of sitting there reading and hearing God speak to me. And so you just kind of don't. Often we put around a whole bunch of extra things that we need to do, when it is just simply reading to hear God speak to us. Mm, that's good. So let's let's talk some more practical ideas now about how we can foster a love for God's word in our lives. Should, yep. we, should we talk Bible reading plans? Yeah, let's do that. I find Bible reading plans are super helpful. Some kind of um, planned approach to digging into God's Word. Uh, I guess the helpful thing to say is, um, you know, the goal is not to get through the Bible reading plan. I mean, it's so easy to feel like that is the goal and you, know, get, you get a little panicky because you're a few days behind. The goal is just to spend time in God's Word, hearing Him speak to you through the Scriptures. And it's so easy to confuse that. The Bible reading plan is a tool. It's not the goal. Do Bible reading plans work for you guys? What are, what I've tried everything, yeah. man. I've, <laughs> I've gone like um, Bible in a year plans and they've mm. been really good in the past, especially when I was new to the faith and became a Christian in high school. I learned so much the first couple of times I did that. Um, but then I realized that I was just kind of ticking the boxes and wasn't doing much. Then I moved to a, a small plan where I'd read like, you know, five or six verses a day. Mm. And that was really great for a while because I would just really think about a couple of things and just let God speak to me about that one. And it's good to do both. Some some Bible reading plans, you see the forest, some you see the trees. Oh, it's good. And I think it's actually really helpful. Well, if you're doing a a Bible in a year or I once, to be honest, I once did a Bible in 90 days. Um, That, but that was exceptional in the sense that I was a uni student and I had that three month break. Like, you know, you can't be more yeah. free than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was hard to do, to be honest. Um, but, gee, I saw the forest. I saw the big picture, the flow of the Bible storyline. And even the Bible in a year, you're really seeing the big picture. It's wonderful. You see how it all fits together. God's promises fulfilled. But sometimes you don't get the opportunity then to go deep into just one verse yeah. and sitting and meditating. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really nice to just read a verse a day and meditate on it for, for 10 minutes, just one verse and what God is saying. And I think uh, it's important to know it takes effort. So Jen Wilkin, she's a great Bible teacher, she shares this helpful point where says particularly to those who didn't grow up in a Christian home, not familiar with the stories, she said like it takes effort to actually understand the plot line of the Old Testament, you mm. know, in terms of like what's actually happening uh, in the story uh, because w- you need those foundational things to get what's happening, but then also to get how glorious Jesus Christ is. And so, but also to, so what she's saying is it takes effort and it takes, uh, just like learning anything new, takes some time, takes some memorization. 
the same with the Bible. Mm. There's nothing new in that sense. It is just like every other book in the sense of you've got to learn what a genre is. You've got to learn what's the basic plot, what's yeah. happening here. So we've got to be prepared uh, to put some work But in. it is an extraordinary book in the sense of you're not doing it alone. The Spirit is with you. Yeah. Uh, but you, you do, because I think sometimes we think, I just open the Bible and says, ah, oh, this magical moment. <laughs> yes. like, well, it does take... Um, the, the, the Bible is simple enough so that a child can read and be struck by God and who he is, mm. but deep enough that, you know, you can, you can invest your whole life, you know, plumbing the riches of it, and there's always more to gain. Um, I mean, I, I, I suppose something else to add is it's it, different people are at different stages in terms of their Bible reading. And I, I remember for me, when I was struggling to get into a habit of reading the Bible, I, and I'd started so many times doing a Bible reading plan and it, I'd last a few days and I'd, I'd be all gung-ho and then I'd fail. And for me, it was very much realising just take small steps. So for me, I remember just starting and I think I read for about two, three minutes a day for like six months. Yeah. And that was, that, was, that, was, that was a step for me. Yep. And, then, and then eventually it became five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. I think if I'd gone from zero to 20... In terms of the way I'm wired, it never would have worked. And I tried that a few times and it failed. And so even just a small step, because the goal isn't doing 30 minutes. The goal is spending time in the Word of God. So, yeah. I love this. Your maturity pastor is coming out right now. That's great. <laughs> and I think it's like you, you need to read the Bible with others. So, you know, the way I have learned to read the Bible, as well as to teach, is not because it's just me by myself, but mm. I need others. So it's not a solo race. So like yes. Leviticus, right? Not an exciting book. For all people think it's a bit freaky, you know, mm-hmm. the blood and the sacrifices and the mold. Uh, you and know, mold. It's, oh, the, well, there's a lot of mold in there. And to be honest, and for me, I was like, oh, don't touch that book with a ten foot pole. Uh, for me, I was just like, oh. but then it was uh, one person who helpfully taught what's the point of the point of Leviticus, mm. and help he he helped me and i saw leviticus in a new light and in the end fell in love with jesus and have a deep love of jesus because of the book of leviticus when someone helped open it up uh it helped me uh draw closer to jesus because i mean that's what the part of the old testament is is preparing for jesus but often you need someone else to sort of have that key moment mm. like ah, yep. and it unlocks yep, yep, yep. hey can i try and land this plane yeah yep. um reading the bible it's probably going to be hard work if we're going to do it meaningfully. I think we've kind of covered that. And I just want to push you guys that if you have read the Bible before and struggled, or you're reading the Bible now and it's not doing much for you, persevere and work hard. Push yourself. Don't be content to, to just kind of float through faith. We don't want to float through faith. We want to come and enjoy God with a deep intimacy. And so I want to push you. Um, try something new. Go for longer. Um, try and be more sustained and focused in your attempt to read the Word. Um, a couple months ago, I memorized the book of Colossians, and it was really hard. The whole book? The whole book. Um, and it was really, really meaningful. And mm. I actually just, right now, even as I just go about my day, just have these verses come up to me randomly because I memorized it. And I really, it was hard. Mm. Push yourself, because when you push yourself, that's when you're going to hear God speak. Um, God has given us His Word, and it's this really beautiful moment that we can hear him speak. I just want us to, to leave you on the, the picture that you're a sheep, that God is your shepherd, and that you know where to go because you hear the voice of your shepherd. And so that's where you're coming to the word every day, hearing the voice of your shepherd as he guides you. Amen.
it's a great spot for us to finish. We're delighting in the Word of God. Be encouraged, be challenged, and please join us in our next episode. In the meantime, please share it with your friends, share it with your family, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. You are beautiful every single way. You know this is still recording, right? Oh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Can you please put that in like the promo? (laughs) You have to use that. Um.